We are expanding. We are. We're here. We're proud. We're here to talk about tar today. Oh, that shit started. It started. You gotta cut out that beginning. No, I no that oh. that 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 was post post conversation. Post conversation. Post combo. I didn't want to ruin uh, a, a chance of having a good sound. A good sound. Because um, I think I hope. I haven't haven't gone in and listened yet, but I think our sound is pretty good. We uh, so we're here to talk about one of the prestigious uh, Oscar nominated, multi Oscar nominated, right? Six nominations for Tar. Yeah, that sounds about right. I think so. Um, all right, listen, don't don't knock me on this. I don't think it deserves six nominations. No, but I need to quickly pause and talk about something irrelevant. Oh, okay. Barney is getting a reboot in film and TV with a brand new look. The dinosaur? The dinosaur. Oh. And this brand new look looks terrifying. Oh, this is, this is, oh my goodness. Yes. Why the eyes? Oh. Why the eyes? But here's the thing, right? So part of the charm, this is totally uh, yeah. derailing. Yeah. Uh, but part of the charm of Barney, though, I feel, is the fact that it's some dude in a in a suit. Yeah. And I feel like just having a CG. I don't think it's CG. It looks CG. It looks bad. Let's put it that way. It looks bad. Uh, uh, fine. Having an animated Barney, I just feel like is it defeats the the purpose. Yeah. Um. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, uh, we're here to talk about Tar. Tar. Um. I was I was eager to watch this movie. Eager. Go on. Uh. No, I, I thought the premise was interesting. I thought Kate Blanchett. Would be interesting, which she was. Kate Blanchett is always great. Yep, I feel like uh, no matter no matter what movie she's in, uh, she always comes to play, and that's. And she came to play here. She came to play here. She does a great job. Um, I think as far as the performances go, I don't think there's a lot of weak performances. No. Um, I think the ones that come across as less interesting are the ones that are in just really really boring long scenes. Yeah. Uh, which there are, unfortunately, a lot, especially towards the beginning. Yes. Um, the movie definitely does pick up significantly in the second half. I think once you hit that first, and I remember specifically, I was like, oh, like once it hit that first hour mark, I think from there on out, the movie was like 10 times more interesting. Yeah. Um, it's it's slow. I don't think it turned its two and a half hour it's so long. I mean, the fact that you have like a 10-hour interview section at the beginning of the movie. So that's, you know. It, it's, it's just like, man, this is this is overdrawn. And it does make you wonder <laughs> if the film was intentionally pretentious. And I know, mm-hmm. I, I know I could sound just like very uncultured saying that. But like, man, they use some, some, some big old, some big old words. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> well, here's the thing. So they do use some big words. Yeah. Some, uh, some $10 words. <laughs> but I also think like, and I wonder how much of a leg up we have as people who come from like music. Right. Right. Because both you and I were in band throughout middle school, high school. Correct. Um, I went into it through college. Correct. I did not. Uh, you did not. But like. They use a lot of the the vocab, right? And I could I could pick uh, it up. Scherzo and Pianissimo and Glissando. Glissandos and blah blah right. blah. But Sportando. Sportando. It's a good one. Um but my goodness, it, it, it this movie is this movie is really pretentious. Yeah. It really is. And that's not saying I'm not saying it's a bad thing. But it, a, it just is. I think there's a good case that it's trying to use its pretentiousness as part of a critique that's levied against protagonist yes but for sure 100 percent, especially boy, with the ending boy is there a lot of it there's a lot and and this this and i remember watching this movie and my one of my thoughts was is she overcooking it not kate blanchett as the actress mm-hmm. playing tar mm-hmm. but lydia is she overcooking things to make herself feel more important as in overcooking things, as in like touting herself more, like yeah. kind of just coming across as more important than she actually is. Well, she is renowned. 
Yes. Um, and it makes you wonder like how big or small that like community is that really gives a shit about classical music to this extent. <laughs> I mean, when they care, they care. Like, don't get me wrong. But does that does that do more to inflate the ego if you are a a big fish in a very niche pond? It's a good question. I, I feel like it's gotta. But here's what I will say. Here's what I will say. I guess there were a lot of people, and this is to the film's credit. The film did kind of such a good job of establishing her backstory mm-hmm. that there were a lot of people who thought that this was based on a real. Oh movie. yeah, yeah, it's crazy, and 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 that also has to do with like the marketing. Yeah. Um, the way like the even the way like the blurbs are are written about the movie. It just it feels like you are talking about a real person. Yeah. And also it it helps that this is a story that does not at all seem far from reality. No. This could happen. I would be surprised if this has not happened and we just have not heard about something like this before. Well, the ending for me is a wee bit far from reality, but we'll get there. Oh, I don't think so. We'll get there when we get there. I think uh, the ending is 100% something that... Including the attack on Mark Strong in the... Kinda, yeah. Kinda. Maybe not to that. I mean, I would be more exaggerated, right? But still within the realm of possibility. Um, But you, so you talked about Mark Strong, the cast on this. um, I feel like a lot of relative unknowns. Besides Kate Blanchett, besides Mark Strong, pretty much everybody else here in this is uh, like I don't want to say nobody's. Randmeister Pycelle is in this movie. Is he the, like, um, her mentor? Yes. Okay. Not the one who she fires. Not the one she fires. That's yeah. uh, Sebastian. Yeah. Um, Alair, something like that, I think is his name in this. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he's he's good. But, like, Noemi Merlant, who plays Francesca, the girl who plays Sharon, uh, the chick who plays Olga. I, I think they kind of had to be more unknown. Because they are also performing, right? Uh, and that is, you know, your it takes tone. It takes its own thing, right? Right. And to to Kate Blanchett's uh, credit, again, she committed a lot. She learned piano. She learned uh, how to conduct. Mm-hmm. She she did all the conducting herself. Did she learn accordion? From, <laughs> for from, the from for the for the one accordion Daniel scene Radcliffe. that was my favorite that scene. was my favorite scene yeah 100%. that to me is the most oscar worthy scene actually in this, yeah in this if film. if she if she gets her oscar i think it's for that just apartment here apartment for sale, apartment for sale. <laughs> uh, very good scene 100 uh earn earn her her accolades for that yeah. um but i mean all the other people they have four or five imdb credits and yeah, it's Baldwin for voice Oh, Alec Baldwin's voice. voice, which, by the way, was that something he recorded for this or was that something that they just took from like another thing that they had? I don't know, but it was the subtitles who let me know that it was his voice. Yes. And then I'm like, oh, cool. Alec Baldwin's going to be in this movie. <laughs> and he was not. It's just his voice. Um, but. So the the movie, I, without getting into deep spoilers, when I was first watching it, I, I didn't think we would have a lot to talk about. Mm. Um, but then as the movie went on, I was like, oh, there's there's themes here, whether or not they're very fleshed out or very well handled. Um, I, I, there, there's definitely stuff to talk about, right? Um, whether it's the world of, of music, which she does point out it's very heavily male Dominate it, right? Primarily male. I, I can't remember any sort of thing that we played throughout my musical education that was by a woman. I don't remember. I mean, I, I don't remember because I don't. Um, there's variations on a Korean folk song by a woman. I have no idea. Let me look it up. Um, um, but most of it sounds male. Most of it is male centric. Um, yeah, it's a woman. It's, it's a woman. It, that song's by white people. Uh, it's by white people. Yeah, variations on a Korean folk song. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, again, and and they do touch on those problematic themes, right? Right. A little bit. Um, but it, it's uh, tells the story of Lydia Tarr, who is a very well renowned 
composer mm-hmm. uh, and conductor, right? Because she composes her own stuff too, and she conducts. Correct. Right. Uh, but she's specifically not in like an American uh, orchestra. Berlin, she the is Berlin the Berlin, Berlin. Yep, the Berlin Philharmonic. But she has worked with uh, the Chicago, the CSO. Yes. She uh, but I think she mentions that she has been there as a guest. Yes, as a right? guest conductor. And that that also becomes a point later where she talks about yeah. uh, somebody, some woman who has. She has relegated to guest conductor. Status. Yes, and and how that kind of sucks and and all that stuff. She has egot status. She does. Yeah. Yep. She's got she's got everything. Uh, again, you know these little things that kind of just make do make her feel like she's real. She's real, right? And and that. And very quickly, the name Tar is just so. It, it sounds so fake that you're like, oh, this could be like a weird, yes. real person, a weird With real person, random ass name. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> yeah, um, anything, any, any thoughts that you have on, on this movie upon your watch without necessarily going into like deep spoilers? Um, for me, this movie was sold to me as being like heavily about cancel culture. And I'll say that that's probably the most predominant theme, but I was I was I think I was expecting more heavy handedness with that theme. Like it's okay. there, it's present. Um, but it's but there's but I feel like there's a lot of themes where like that doesn't just totally like dominate the whole dominate the whole movie. Yeah. Um so I think uh it's safe to to say without even spoiling stuff that the movie does deal with um Controversies, right? Like the, the controversies that these people in power tend to get themselves into. Yeah. Things like sexual misconduct, uh, the Me Too stuff. Yeah. You mentioned cancel culture. Uh, so, yeah, Lydia finds herself in the center of that. Um, I think, I don't think anyone does a bad job. Kate Blanchett brings it. She brings it. Uh, I, I don't think there's anything that stands out. Obviously, the music's going to be good. Yes. Because it has to be good. Yes. Right? If you're making a movie about a music, and you know, yeah, yeah, you can't have shit music. So the music's great. I don't think there's anything in the cinematography that really stands out to me. I like I like the shots of her conducting. Um, yeah. Some of the some of the, the way they are shot is fine. But besides that, I don't think there's anything that I'm like nominate the shit for cinematography, which I don't think it did. I like that the dream sequences were very obviously Yes. Dreams. Yeah. That that is good. Yeah. You weren't sitting there going It was a knock at the cabin where I was like, could this be happening or could this not be happening? It was like, oh this is a dream. This like, is <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um so yeah so this movie was nominated for best performance by a leading actress. Fair. Uh best motion picture. I don't think so i would also say though i think of the of what i've seen this year i haven't seen fablemans yet i have zero interest in the fablemans but of what i've seen this year none of the best like none of the best picture performances to me were like Mm -hmm. right to the point where even everything everywhere all at once to the point where i'm like yes i think this fits in with the rest of its peers I don't think it's. I don't think it stands out as something weird. I do. I do agree that I think it it fits. Honestly, the movie that stands out the most as like something weird is probably Top Gun. Yes. That wait. That that one got a best picture now. Yeah, best picture nomination. So if that, if Top Gun wins, I'm gonna be a very happy boy. That's a great day for the for the working class. If Top Gun, Military propaganda has saved us again, but it's so it's so fucking much fun. But of the of like the serious contenders, mm-hmm. this the whale, everything everywhere. I think I gave them all somewhere in like the three. The whale did not get nominated for best picture. It did not. Mm-mm. Okay, I take that back. So yeah, well, I gave all those movies like three, like three stars, ish, and I would say they all are comparable in quality. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at the nominees for Best Picture, and I'm like, it. This movie, this movie feels like it's a movie that was made to be, for sure, a, a Best Picture nominee for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I get the nomination. I I still don't agree necessarily with cinematography. Yeah, I can see editing. Editing is important for this type of movie. Uh, directing, I can see that. I can see the directing one and the screenplay. The screenplay for sure. Right. I I can see that being being a good nomination for it. Um, but besides that, I think we we need to get into some of the some of the deets mm-hmm. of this movie. Um, recommendation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, by this point, like. It's not for everybody. Not, not that it's not for everybody, but by this point, the um, I was looking at review. I always watch reviews after I see a movie for the first time, mm-hmm. and like they're from like fucking three months ago. So, so yeah, like recommendation. But at this point, like, yeah. if you haven't seen it, well, because like it got a it got a weirdly like limited release, yeah, and then it was nowhere, yeah, and then it got announced for nominations, and it was out for four days at like a weird time of the day. So we couldn't make we couldn't it. Couldn't go see it. Yeah. So that, and I do think that maybe my enjoyment for this movie is a little bit stunted by the fact that I wasn't in the theater seeing it. I couldn't watch it in one sitting. I had to leave. And, oh, I watched that yeah. shit in one sitting, and I had distractions ahoy. Yeah, like I had my phone, I had my screen, and over. You watched over that here. shit on Super Bowl night. I watched that shit on Super Bowl night. Wow. I think the game may have been done within the first forty-five minutes of this movie. Okay, because I got home at like eight. Yeah, that's a, that timing sounds about right. Yeah. Um. So let's go ahead and and get into the into the nitty gritty for for Tar. Um, that first intro scene is fucking painful for me. The so, interview so painful that it has to be it has to be intentional. Oh, I think so. And yet, you also then do wonder how much. You also then wonder who's the target audience of this film. Okay. Is it the classical music crowd? Or is it or is it the masses? Not the masses, but I also don't think the classical music crowd. Because our pedophile band director, I'm sure, would love that interview. Oh, you're right. Yeah. But this this he is tar. He is tar. He is tar. He is tar. Yeah. Like Yeah. It it's him. Maybe maybe not like the composer part. Not as well dressed. Not as well dressed. Yeah. Although he could pull off a tux. He could pull off a tux. He could pull off a tux. Yeah. Uh but he I mean he was the he was he's the tar the conductor part of tar. Yep. Right? He was an enthusiastic enthusiastic, well renowned. Yeah. People liked him. Yeah. Uh you talk to anybody, they go, Oh yes, I know, I know Orland. Yeah. But he was a groomer. And he was a groomer. Right. So I had a question about this. Like Ron uh, DeSantis. Like Ron DeSantis. Right. Ron DeSanctimonious. Yes. Um, so not to get too far ahead. Uh, eventually, she does get accused of grooming. Yeah. Uh, and I was thinking about the definition of grooming. Does grooming have to involve a minor? Or is it just a power imbalance? Power imbalance. Okay. And I mean, I th- I think the textbook example of this is um, Orange the New Black is prisoner and prison guard. Like okay. is, is that, that's the clearest cut case I can give you, where like legally it is explicitly not always a minor. Okay. And then you can stretch other definitions. Okay. In there. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that's what I was wondering, and I was like, I I know usually in 2023 we hear the definition of grooming associated with children. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so if you look at the definition, it's the practice by cleaning whatever right. an animal or the practice of keeping neat and tidy. Number two is the practice of preparing or training someone for a particular purpose or activity. Yeah. So yeah, okay. And that definition itself isn't necessarily malicious. Not necessarily yeah. malicious, but is usually right. And grooming you for leadership. The the one that is seen as criminal number three, the action of or uh, the action of attempting to form a relationship with a child or young person with the intention of sexually assaulting them or introducing them to commit an illegal act such as selling drugs or joining a terrorist organization. Yeah, but that one includes child or young person. So I don't know. I think it's like a mix of the two. Well, young person is young person is definitionally just vague. younger than you. 
I don't know. Yeah. But I, I, I so I also assume that it has to do with power imbalance, right? Um but yeah, so she so she gets she gets into this legal trouble. Uh then there's the the implication that she was sexually assaulting the younger student, right? Francesca? Not Francesca. Francesca is the is her director. Her new one. Yes. Right. Um the girl that she was was Krista. Yeah. The girl who sent her the book at the beginning. Right. Um, who ends up unaliving herself. Correct. Right. And I, I kind of wish they would have shown a little bit more of that relationship. Of that relationship. Because at, at this point, it's more of like, it's kind of implied, but kind of not. And this is, I think this is where I have my biggest critique with this film. Mm hmm. It's not to the point of messy, but I do feel like it is to the point of there's a lot going on. Sure. You have the you have the student who she gets into the cancel culture debate with in class. Yeah, Max, right? Right, where that happens and then that doesn't come up again until you have the edited film. But even still, that's just a recreation of that scene. Mm -hmm. You have Krista, you have Francesca, you have the daughter, you have Sharon, you have Olga. Mm -hmm. You have Mark Strong, who's like not necessarily being like assaulted by her, but that's just like another character dynamic that's like in and out. <laughs> you got um her other assistant, who she has pack up and GTF. Sebastian, right? Yeah, the guy. There's a lot. There's a lot going on around town. Yes, yeah. and and there's a lot where she fucks up. Yeah, right. A lot of a lot of uh, relationships and a lot of. Um, like just bad decisions on her behalf. Yeah. So we know from so at first it's kind of implied that something's going on, right? She gets that book, um, the challenge, which I guess has some thematic, um, correlations. I guess it's uh a lesbian relationship in the book mm. where one of them is saying like basically like if you leave me, I'm gonna fucking kill myself. Yeah. So that's that's where that that correlates. Um, I was unaware of that. Uh, I read that in one of the reviews. Uh, so I was like, oh, okay, that, that makes sense. The I forget if we said, because I'm assuming we're releasing Knock at the Cabin before this. Yes. I forget if we explicitly said if you only need to see Knock at the Cabin once or if we made any comment on rewatching. Whereas that film, I'm like, all right, I've seen it once. I feel like I don't need to rewatch it again. I feel like this film, not that I'm dying to rewatch it again, but I feel like you need to rewatch this film. I think on the rewatch, you pick up on certain yeah. things. I don't think it's necessary to rewatch. Well, what the Google and hands to look up? Because like I, I'm sure all these titles of songs and composers and shit are like probably mean something significant. Yeah, yeah. and but here's the thing: I'm not gonna look up what those things mean. So going back and yeah, rewatching yeah, that, I feel like it's kind of unnecessary. Yeah. And also, it's a two hour and like thirty minute, like a lot. It's a lot. A lot. It's a lot of like not fun things. So I, I'm not dying to go back and rewatch this. Um, sorry, where was I? Um, the, book. the book, right? So then that's kind of like the first indication that there's something with this girl. Mm -hmm. uh, but then later you are shown her going through her emails and like scrubbing her like her correspondence to anyone related to this girl. Yeah. And that's, you know, I did pause through some of the some of the texts. Um which is kind of the nice thing about watching a movie on your computer in that and yeah. on the screen where you, you can, can just be like, Whoop, what does that say? Yep. And she's basically like shit talking her, saying like she's crazy, yes. she's yeah. uh, unstable, yeah. uh, she's she just not recommend her. You cannot recommend her, and it's like she's she blacklists yeah. Krista, which then does put Krista in the predicament of like, well, not only is this relationship not good, now the thing that you want to do, which is I'm assuming perform, right? Right. To join. Well, she's a conductor. Oh, she's, she's sure. A conductor, yeah. So, you know, be a conductor. Right. Uh, then that's out the window. So you're left with nothing. Yeah. So it 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 makes sense why then that would draw her to to suicide. Yeah. Um, but then you have this, uh, which we uh, kind of discussed a little bit briefly before we start recording today, that. Krista is not just a metaphorical ghost, but also a literal ghost mm. in in Tar's life, right? 
you see her in Lydia's apartment a couple of times. Um, two that I saw for sure. I don't know if there's more, right. but very uh, Hunting of Hill House style where, yeah, you, you know. You needed to point that out to me. And then I went back and I did the Google and I saw still. Yes. Uh, there's, there's one where she's um, in a brightly lit room in the back. She's like half of her. Yeah. And then there's also uh, where uh, she wakes up either from a nightmare or Petra wakes her up. Um, and she gets out of bed and she is like in the back corner mm. of the dark room. It's just like a very, like a silhouette, but there's someone there mm-hmm. and it's, you know, it's a redhead. So it's going to be, it's got to be Krista. Yes. Um, and there's also, I don't know if you caught this and it, it freaked me out when I saw this. Uh, and I even made a point in my notes where um, the little girl is being weird. She's like, okay. Hey, um petra yeah. yeah she's like i'm having a bad dream or whatever can you hold my foot which weird uh <laughs> but whatever uh at one point the little girl is like looking at lydia and then she like looks off to the side oh interesting and i'm like she sees something behind her yeah i don't know what it is huh. and it, it it gave me the heebie-jeebies yeah. Um, but so that that's what Lydia is dealing with. Um, she is there's doing a new show. Um, I can't remember what it's called. I can't remember either. I cannot remember. But she is putting on this performance, and that's basically what the interview is. Right. She's promoting the book. She's promoting this book. Um, the book, the show, the book, and the show. Yeah, and so that's what they're they're trying to figure out. They need a new. Um, Chalice, so that's where uh, our girl Olga is introduced. Yeah. Or you have any thoughts on Olga? She just seems kind of. So it was interesting. The so she's a feminist. Yes. Um, she is not like she's not um too down with like not that she's like hostile to them, but like she's kind of like disregards all like the political pleasantries like you have to kind of make in this industry like she i think she's like i think she's a she's kind of blunt i think she's a vegetarian and then she goes ahead and like orders like the just veal. eats meat yeah. yeah and while while talks the cucumber salad at that one like hoity toity restaurant yeah um she like screams and she like screams the next not actually that's that's weird um she's she like lets out a very happy like when she, gets when she her, gets her, she's not shy about the fact that she got the the part. Exactly right. And the film, to its credit, it never makes her like pay for that. Um, nor, nor do I think it should. No, it shouldn't. It shouldn't. But like, it never, like, she never has to go through the arc where she's like, oh, like you don't know the, you don't know how we do it around here, toots. Like, yeah, yeah. She never suffers through that. Um, she, ne- she there's also the scene where they go traveling together. When they go to New York for the yeah, book reading, like, oh shit, Tar's gonna like try to bang. Try yeah, um, this I, girl shuts her down. <laughs> she shuts her down, and like there, there are hints where before, like the way they kind of frame a shot, it kind of makes it seem like maybe she's reciprocally interested. Yeah, because like the when they're practicing together for the for the solo. Yeah, Jesus, Jesus. always need a friend. <laughs> All right, we're back in. So you were saying about Olga. Olga. The other thing that I think the film does unexpectedly is like, yes, Tar pulls some strings to pick a cello, a cello solo song to accompany the other song. Yes, but she, she specifically picks the one that Olga performs. She does, um, but like she earns it, like fair she, and square. She does earn it fair and square. Not, not the original audition. Yeah. Right. So the original audition, when Olga is first introduced, um, Tara's at the bathroom. Right. And, she's and then she, she sees her and she like looks under the stall and looks at her boots. Yeah. And she sees who it uh, is. And she does change her score. Right. For the original audition. Right. She, as she's leaving, she goes, Oh, that's a girl with the boots. Yeah. Changes my score. I'm assuming more favorable. Right. Um, so, but the second audition, they don't show anything in that regard right correct so you are led to assume that she earned it despite some despite some chicanery she does earn her 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 spot and also like this is this might just be me Mm -hmm. um maybe kind of 
it's hearing things. Mm-hmm. But it, it sounded to me like she actually did earn that. Yeah, the other the other one was Garbo. And it did not sound good. Like not at all. Like to the point where, like, yes, like she had played that song before. But if you're, if you, I mean, if you're a world renowned, like, if you're a world renowned cellist to be playing in the Berlin Philharmonic, you should know how to like. Like its tone was off. Like people were falling asleep. Yeah, yeah. And it was, um, it was also not like. It wasn't like oh somebody liked it and somebody didn't. No, it was universal. It was unanimous, right? Yep. They they say, oh, well, it's unanimous, and she she gets her part. Um, but at the same time, I'm like, man, dude, lady, like, don't be so fucking obvious. Correct, and it's obvious to Sharon, right? That's the wife's name. Yeah, Sharon or Shannon. Yeah, that something that something is is afoot. So I was wondering about that. So we know that Lydia is. She's with Sharon. Yes. But then she's also with Francesca. So Sharon's her wife. Sharon's her wife. But it seems like Sharon is aware that she's also kind of doing shit with Francesca on the side. Well, and here's the thing. The Sharon, I forget what Sharon exactly says, but when the story comes out, Sharon is mad at her, but... But she makes it seem like I'm. I wouldn't. She she says to me the extent it's like it's it's not exactly what you did. It's how you like handled it. Yes, it's almost um, very Frank. It's almost very Frank Underwood. And yeah, like, yeah, she she knows she kind of like sleeps around. Yeah. Uh, I think she uh, she's mad that she didn't come to her for help. Yes, she's upset that she didn't rely on her as her actual yeah. spouse. Yeah, that's what she's upset about. Um, which. I mean, which does make you wonder if I figure the film tells us their backstory, but like it does make you wonder if their relationship was. Well, I guess it was because Sharon Sharon is the one who like gets her into the Berlin scene, yes, and like teaches her how to navigate. So I guess the relationship was ethical. I think so. Yeah. I think, and also like they're closer in age, right? Um, like obviously, but still, she's first violin, like. And and that opening interview does tell us that like the first violinist was the like that that's where the power in the in the orchestra was. Yeah. So I'm like mm, not not Maybe. so much not so much abusing Sharon, but that's like kind of Maybe it's like a tit for tat. Tit for tat, but it's 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 kind of like like it's amazing to me that her orchestra has as much respect for her as they do because it's like, damn, like that's kind of bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Um Unless it's one of those things where, like, she happened to be the first violinist at this thing, and then Lydia got the role, got the role yeah. as the as you know the maestro, which right? could be, yeah, you know, I don't know. Um, but one of the things so you were you were mentioning earlier that you were like, oh yeah, Olga is like a feminist who you know doesn't do the pleasantries and blah blah. blah. And I was yeah. like, oh, I just took that as this bitch is Russian. Well, that yes. <laughs> Russian, yes, Russian, but the um, they do make a point about her feminism. Like she does finish finish visit someone's grave on International Women's Day. Yes, yeah. I remember. I remember catching that. Um, uh, but then uh, soon after this is where we where we do hear that Krista straight up kills herself, and Lydia tells Francesca, right, like I'm deleting all my shit. You should delete all your shit, uh, which she doesn't. Nope. Right. Um, and now that is kind of having an impact on Lydia. Yeah. She starts like hearing shit, um, which I thought was interesting because I made note of that there's a scene where Lydia is running in the park, but then she starts hearing screams. Yeah. Which, funny enough, so I remember hearing the screams and I was like, this seems weirdly familiar, like the, the sound of the screams. Mm. Uh, and uh, the IMDb trivia points it out, and the guy from like Heavy Spoilers points it out that it's the exact same scream from um, Blair Witch. Oh, really? And the only reason why I felt that was familiar was because Katie and I watched that movie this year. Interesting. And I was like, the new Blair Witch or the, the old- original, oh, like '99 Blair Witch. Very interesting. It's like the same screams from like the very climax of the movie. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's that's so 
it's a choice for sure. Yeah. I don't know what the choice is, but she's hearing this, and this is before she knows that Krista committed suicide. Suicide. Right. Right. So I don't know if this is just like her conscience is starting to weigh on her from yeah. the very beginning, uh, especially after she got, because this, this is after she gets the book, um, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so all of that is is weird. Um, I don't know. The whole sequence of giving Olga back her teddy bear is awesome. Yeah. Is it? What, is that a hallucination with the dog? So she... she the injury comes from her tripping, right? Yes. Yeah. Which, holy shit, what a trip. What a trip. When, when I saw that she tripped, I was like, ah, that's funny. Like, yeah. that sucks. But when I saw how much she busted her face. I was like, holy shit, all that from a trip? Yeah. God damn. I don't know where people be tripping, but like. Holy, dude, she like, she must have like fallen into like a gravel pit. Yeah. Because that her whole face is like. She looked like she was attacked. She looked like she was attacked. And that's the story she goes with. Right. Um, not to her doctor. To her no. doctor, she does say, like, like I fell. Yeah. Basically. Uh, but the story that she's running with for like her co-workers is um she was attacked. Right. I don't know if she says like I was pushed or if she was like I got attacked, like physically punched in the face. Yeah. But she looks like she got punched in the face. Yeah. Um and this is when this is after you know Olga is going over to her house to practice, practice. and then I don't even know why in that scene Olga comes over. She's like, "Sorry, I'm late. I got caught in the rain. Do you have a towel?" And this is right after the scene where the weirdo neighbor right comes out and tells her like, "Hey, I need I need your help. I need your help." So Tara's Tara's naked, right? Like, cause she she showered. Right, she has, she's, she's wearing like a nightshirt. She's wearing a nightshirt, but she we see her naked because she she showers after helping to clean the neighbor's mom. You're using the word shower very liberally. She goes to the sink and like starts, hey man, <laughs> you know, scrubbing herself. Yeah. Um, but then she gets another knock at the door, um, and then she puts on a robe, yeah. and that's Olga. Right, which right there, it's already a very precarious situation answering the door for your pupil. Yeah. Uh, Essentially that, naked. And in between that and like the teddy bear and leaving it in the. Yes, you, that's where I agree with you. You do think that the movie is going to go down that road. Yes. Where, it, it does not. Which, yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. It is very weird. And I do. I do remember thinking here, like, is Olga playing her? I was I, I had wondered at many points if Olga knew because she's mysterious enough where you're like, does this girl know stuff? Mm-hmm. And I, I, I was wondering with. So Olga, they, she drops Olga off. She forgets her teddy bear, which, yeah. you know. Right. Okay. And then Lydia chases after her, which is where she gets into the weird. Um, the weird meth den. Like, yeah. It, like, it's like graffiti everywhere. Lydia is no, uh, not Lydia. Olga is nowhere to be found. She's in a flooded hallway. In a flooded hallway. Um, and she goes down the stairs. And that's where she sees the random weird dog. Yeah. Which, which you is, don't even get a clear. No, but it, it's a massive looking dog. Yeah, uh, which is when she gets scared and she runs off, and and she's screaming for Olga, and Olga was not not anywhere, not anywhere, and not far off where I would. And the time, the time from which Olga leaves, the time from which she goes to return the bear is not, not framed as a long period mm-hmm. of time. So that's why I thought like maybe Olga is in cahoots with. Maybe she knew Krista and maybe Olga was going to get like some sort of revenge or something. That's what I was going with. I was at that point. But then by the end of the film, I I wasn't. Yes. Yes, for sure. Um, and that's when that's when they take the trip to New York. Yeah. Right. Because there's a, a thing in the New York Post right. where they um, have the accusations from Krista mm-hmm. that she, you know, she... The, the sexual assaults on me, right. uh, blacklisted me, and then also we get the um, the video. Oh yeah, from the, the class the video, right? The edited, which by the way, holy shit! If you buy that video, like you can tell it's chopped to shit. So that was interesting because I I haven't read a lot of a lot of the details on a lot of like cancel culture cases. Okay. 
But I was like, are there any that involve like clearly like very, very edited, edited videos? Not a lot. I thought so. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, that that does that's not where my complaint with the cancel culture thing is yeah. necessarily because she even does point out. She does call the New York Post like the New York Post is a shit, just a shit <laughs> fucking tabloid, yeah. right? Which she's not wrong. She's a hundred percent right. Yep. She does say anyone who thinks this video is it's legit, legit is fucking stupid. You can tell that the framing is off. This is not one con- like constant conversation. Mm-hmm. This is chopped up. Um, I'm not saying she wasn't a bitch during that. She was a bitch. Mac, she was Max was right a bitch. to call. Did he call her a bitch? Yeah, he goes, "You're a fucking bitch." Yeah, and, a bitch. yeah but Ma- and she basically was, calls him a pussy. After Max that. was annoying. She was a bitch. Yes, like, everyone, everyone, everyone sucks. here sucks. Yeah. Right? That's that's the Reddit. Everyone here's an asshole yeah. kind of thing, yeah. right? Um, but that's so. Then she goes to New York because she has the deposition because of the whole thing with Krista. Uh, by the way, she gets a private plane for this. Yeah, she's probably making money, and I'm like, I can't, I can't imagine being the conductor of like the Philharmonic to be that lucrative. But. So this is where, as an aside, people always like to tout that it's the athletes and the sports culture people who get too much money, and these fine arts people don't get enough money. As someone who, in the past few months, got to sit with a stadium announcer for many professional sports teams, and I heard what that man makes. And like how much and like and like what kind of lifestyle he has to live, I will say we are throwing too much money at the fine arts and not enough money to professional sports where it belongs. <laughs> well, maybe not maybe not professional sports, but like that, the announcers, right? right? Throw mean, more money to those people. I'm being half facetious, but I remember when because of my pedophile band teacher. Your pedophile band teacher. Our pedophile band teacher. Yes. Excuse me. I remember when uh, Muti, I don't even remember his fucking first name, um, was announced as the Chicago Symphony Orchestra's like uh, new conductor. Right? Sure. And that's that's a big name, I guess. In Is that, it? Uh, yeah. In that in that world. Um, and like, even if you'd walk around downtown, even still, you'll see like his picture, and it'll say like Muti, like in the like hanging from the banners that are from the lights. Um. And like, like yeah, like good for them. Like that's amazing. But I'm like, I don't know how much money this man deserves and actually makes. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's odd, right? Because right. like, so like again, I I just I can't picture someone making as much money to have a private plane. I don't know if somebody flew her out. I mean, endowments are endowments, like. But it's, you know, I, I, I will trust this film because I feel like they did enough of their research where they could, like, they could accurately spin the lifestyle of, like, some of these people. Yeah. Oh, before this happens, that so she fires Sebastian. Yeah. Right? And, and he's like, oh, you're going to put Francesca on this. And she's like, no, how dare you, <laughs> sir? Yeah. You accuse me of this. Yeah. And uh, so then she decides not to... Not to put Francesca. Not to put Francesca on there. Right. And so Francesca quits and goes essentially him. ghosts her. Yep. And sends the receipts to to the lawyers. And she calls uh, her a rat. She calls her a rat. And I was like, I was wondering if this movie strictly chose the name for this character to be tar for that purpose. Which I don't think so. But I don't I think so like, either. That's yeah, when she yeah. uh when she picks up the like the paper, right? When she goes to the apartment yeah, and yeah. it says "rat on rat." rat, on rat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So so yeah. So then, then when she's in uh in New York, that's when she finds out that Francesca basically sent the lawyers like all the correspondence on on her end at least, right. um, and that Crystal was also contacting Francesca, um. And then this results in the video being leaked of Francesca, not Francesca, of Olga with um, with Lydia. That's where she's trying to get some banging. Mm-hmm. Um, but then Olga says, "Nah, I'm I'm uh, jet lagged. I'm gonna go to sleep." Correct. And then she's all dolled up for a night on the town. For a night on the town. Yeah. Uh, and that that kind of does fuck with Lydia a bit. 
Yeah, for sure. Right? It's a big hit to the ego. Yeah. This is not a woman used to being said no, no to, to. Yeah. especially from people in, in her, her group, right? Mm. Um, but then this results in Sharon leaving her. Correct. Uh, which I, I do think was kind of a sad scene of her picking up her daughter and Sharon's Sharon, like, please don't do this. Sharon's like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Lydia is the one telling Sharon not to do this. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Saying like, please don't take her away. Like, yeah. Because she does, she does care for the girl. She is writing her. It's her only non-transactional relationship. Yes. Yeah. Um, and but I do think it's weird, right? Because like Petra calls Lydia, Lydia. Yeah. She doesn't call her mom. Doesn't call her dad. Right. Um, Lydia calls her. Lydia calls herself her dad. Yes. Yeah. Which uh, it, it's funny because you know she does dress like a man. Yeah. Which I guess does make sense, right? You're in a very male. You're male dominated. Male dominated. You, you you know you could you know assume that that similar style. Um, but then that does end up with um, Lydia losing her job because of everything happening. Uh, and she goes fucking nuts. She goes nuts, and boy, oh boy, the the last few minutes of this, <laughs> I had, I had to leave right after the scene where she like tackles Mark Strong. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. All right, ten minutes left. Like I, I I really had to go. I really had to be somewhere, and I got to the place where I had to be like right on time. So like, timed it out well. Yeah, yeah. But then I was like, all right, there's just some quick, uh, there'll be some quick cleanup to this to this movie. And sure. nope, we were globetrotting. Yeah, no, holy shit. Yeah. So, um, I, I, I honestly, I, I had not thought that, um, is his name Elliot? Yeah, Elliot. Mark Strong. Yeah. Uh, Mark Strong, that he had replaced her as the conductor. Yeah. Uh, so when she's like showing up to the thing, she's like, oh, she's going to fuck this homie up. Right. And I'm like, no, Mark Strong. <laughs> no, not you. <laughs> uh, but dude, she beats the shit out of him. He's all bloody. Yeah. Uh, they take her away. And uh, so this is where like the cancel culture section comes in, right? Mm. She essentially leaves mm. and she goes to the Philippines uh, to essentially start over. Yep, and I, I she think she gets that, a job. She gets a job. I think yeah. the commentary in this movie is not that cancel culture is a thing. I think it's the opposite. Is that cancel culture Correct. really is not a thing? Correct. Right? Because I mean, she gets a job. She gets, she gets massages. She gets massages. She gets to pick. Uh, she gets. She gets. She gets to pick women as numbers. Is, is it implied that she doesn't go through with it? I thought so. Right. I thought. So. And I think this is also part of her. I don't want to say. Gro- I don't want to give her too much credit. Yeah, right. she vomits. I don't want to give her too much credit and say that she's gross. Yeah. But she kind of does, right? She's almost kind of sick at the idea of you are able to pick whoever you want. Right. It's uh, somebody did comment that apparently she is like in the exact same sitting placement as the new girl, Olga. Mm. So that that makes it hit harder for her. Mm. Um, and and she, she I, I'm, I'm taking it she doesn't go through with it. Uh, but then she gets her job uh, conducting for essentially a Monster Hunter World like orchestra where they're playing the music from the video game. Yeah, what's happening with the audience in that? They, it, they're at a comic con. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's it's a you know she fell so low yeah. that she is essentially. Performing for a group of nerds at yeah. a Comic Con, where she is playing the music from this video game, Monster Hunter. Still living a life. Still living a life, yeah. right? Oh, and and we also learned that she is not Lydia Tar. The I I do not remember this. She goes back home to Staten Island. You meet her brother. You meet her brother, yeah. and he calls her Linda. Oh, but do we know if the last name is still? It's still Tar. I think tar. Um, in some of the either letter or something, it's T-A-R-R. Gotcha. Uh, so she changed her name to Lydia to be more, more proper. And then changed the, the last name to have the fancy accent and everything. Yeah. Right? So she's everything about her has been like a fake it till you'll make it mentality, right? Correct. She, you know, I don't know if she like banged her way to the top. Yeah. But she definitely like 
got some favors and then she pulled favors and and then she called in favors she called in favors right um so you know it's i still think it it shows you know we want to say the cancel well we don't want to say this right but people shout to the skies the cancel culture is gone rampant right no these people like lay low and for not even that long. Not even that long. Louis C.K. is fucking. Didn't he win like a Grammy recently? He sold out some big old theater. Madison Square Garden. Um, I want to say. I want to say that people aren't even mad at Will Smith anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um. So yes, I agree, I agree with that thematic aspect. Yeah. That, like the the true like the. The, the, when it comes to the individual who is in power, who cancel culture, so like supposedly takes down, like that person, that person often doesn't really like get off with punishment. Like they're they're fine. Yeah, yeah. It's the people around them that end up getting fucked. Fucked, right? Francesca ends up not getting the job after she did what I'm assuming are sexual favors for her. Right. Uh, Chris ends up dead. Yeah. Uh, the even even Petra right she ends up without a parent right um, so it it you know it, and she at the end of the day she is she still has a job she's you know she may not be making as much money as she was with the Philharmonic but but she's living comfortably. but she's living comfortably she's yeah. got a nice place um, people got her flowers people get her flowers uh, and you know I have paid big money to go see. An orchestra play music from a video game. Yeah, in twenty twenty. Well, I mean, a lot of a lot of these Western like implants mm-hmm. to like you know non American like you know non American places. And they're gonna get paid. Mm-hmm. You know, they're gonna they're gonna get paid a comfortable sum. So she's fine. One of the things though about this movie. So now that we're we're winding down, one of the things that did strike me about this movie is. Um, how weirdly funny it can be at some points. The accordion scene. The accordion scene is, the, is a big one. Yeah. I, I love the way that scene is set up where they go, oh, uh, we heard you rehearsing. We're trying to sell this. <laughs> yeah. uh, we want to know, you know, when you're rehearsing so we can. Right. And, and you're kind of like, oh, they want the music playing while they're showing the house at first. Oh, no, I bought, I didn't buy it for a second. That they well, that's what, that's what it, uh, it, yeah, it that's almost what wants thinks. to set it up. Yeah, yeah. But then when they go, <laughs> oh, you know, we want to we wanna set up our open houses around that time. Yeah. <laughs> she goes, oh, her, her expression there was so fucking funny. And then she's, uh, she pulls out the accordion. The accordion. Uh, apartment for sale. <laughs> Your mother, your mother's dead, and your sister's in jail. <laughs> so, so funny. Um, at the end, when she's uh, she's in the Philippines, the people are giving her a ride on the canoe down the river, right. and she's talking about like whatever and the, swimming in the river, swimming the river. And the guy goes, "Yeah, that's not a great idea because there's crocodiles." From a and you see her pull her arm up. It's just like very subtle, very funny things. Um. Just having Mark Strong with hair, so I just goofy. think it's just comedically very it funny. So goofy. It looks extremely goofy. Uh, but I still think it, well, it is a very good movie. It's a very well put together movie. I still don't think it's top tier Oscar. So here's my question for you uh-huh. Tar or Everything Everywhere All at Once? Ooh. Now, this is not me endorsing either of these necessarily. But if you had to pick one. If I had to pick one, I think I had more fun with everything everywhere all at once because it's just more goofy. Same. It lends itself to some, like, some of the set pieces in everything everywhere all at once are still very fun. The Rock universe. The Rock. I honestly, I I hated that. (laughs) The first time was funny. And then it just, it went on too long. And I was like, okay, it lost the charm for me. But like the butt plug fight scene, the butt plug fight. fucking hilarious. Uh, like the martial arts in it were fun. Yeah. Um, having, I I always forget what they call her. I don't the remember movie. the characters' names, 
Um, but I do think, but the she, daughter, like I do think her, she's lovable. Her fight scene in the hallway where she's like blowing people up into confetti. I don't think there's a lovable character in Tar. No, the closest it gets is maybe the kid. Yeah, uh, uh, but yeah. even then, the kid's weird. I even my prefer foot. the uh, M Night Shyamalan kid to that kid. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I, I just don't. I think as far as the performance goes, I think Kate Blanchett. Could earn this. Yes. If she earns this, I would be like, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I think if Michelle Yeoh gets it. She earned it. I would be like, she earned it. Yeah. Um, that I'm not debating. I just don't think this is as good of a movie as maybe we would like it to be. Oh, wait. Okay. This, everything. Well, so this lost out to everything. Yeah, for me. All right. Where do you rank Banshees? I think it might be my least. I would have to go back and see what I rated. It might, I know it might be my least favorite of the three. I know my biggest issue is with the fact that everybody said that Banshees is a comedy. Yeah, it's not a comedy. Yeah, it, it's a comedy in the sense that there's a few funnies. I had bigger laughs in this movie. Oh, for sure. And I didn't have that many laughs, but I had bigger laughs in this movie than yeah. in Banshees. Yeah, for sure. I had bigger laughs in everything every ball at once for sure than yeah. I did in Banshees. That, that was my bait. Yeah. If somebody was like, oh, this is drama, I'd be like, yeah, this is for sure. But no, people are like, this is some, this is a funny movie. It's not a funny movie. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to see what other Academy. Um... All Quiet, which I haven't seen yet. Uh, I haven't Avatar. seen it yet. No to Avatar. No. Oh, God, no. Yeah. Avatar is there because it made a shitload of money and yeah. because it's James Cameron. Banshees. Uh, Elvis, Elvis. I haven't seen. Nor will I. I don't think Elvis. I don't think Elvis belongs in any sort of um, 2023 Academy Award list at all. Yeah, I'm offended that Elvis is on I am. List. I am offended. Yeah. Uh, there are other movies that I think could be in this spot. A whale should be on here over The Elvis. whale should be here over Elvis. Yeah. Yes. And I'm not even saying oh, the whale is like head and shoulders above everything we've talked about so far, but like it should be here over Elvis. Yeah. No, like, it should be 100%. Um, Fablemans. Fablemans. Again, I have zero interest. I don't know that I'm even going to see it. Yeah. Um, it. It could be. It could belong here. People love Spielberg. I think the Fablemans could win. Right. Just on the fact that it's Spielberg. Yeah. And that it's like a movie about him. Right. Uh, Danger Zone. I, 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 right. dude, you if Danger Zone <laughs> wins. Yeah. The little man needs to win. The little man needs the to little, win. The little Scientologist man. Yeah. I don't know much about Triangle of Sadness or Women Talking. Um, People like it. And people say it's very funny. But again, when people talk about a funny uh, awards nominated movie, I'm very skeptical. Wait, for which one? Triangle? Or for Triangle. That's the one with the rich people on the boat, right? One with the rich people on the boat. Yeah. Um, that one is it falls into the same like eat the rich category. Right. And I don't know how much haha's I have left in that tank. We saw the menu. We saw the menu. We saw the menu. And I would much rather see the menu yeah. again. Um, and we saw the menu and glass onion. And glass onion. Right. That's all we need. That's all we need. Yeah. Uh so I'm trying to see best actress. So Kate Blanchett is on there. Michelle Williams and Andrea Riceborough. Michelle Yeoh and Anna the Armas. I don't think Anna the Armas should be. No. No, that movie was painful. She is the background of my. She's the background of my. Your phone paper. Not even. Like. Not only was. I don't, it's not even that I blame her, but like. Not only was that movie painful. I didn't, I didn't finish it. And I didn't finish boobs. either. I didn't come there's close. boobs in that movie and I didn't finish it. I didn't come it. close to finishing it, but also just her. Her accent. I can't. Get in that past. movie? Yeah. It's Anna de Armas's voice. It's yeah. not like it's not Marilyn Monroe. It's not Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. Anyway, we're we're getting completely sidetracked. Right. Um, so let's go ahead and wrap up here. Um, I, I I still think it's a it's a very, it's a fine movie. I'm not. Fine. It's a fine film. It's fine. Uh, I'm not insulted that I watched it. I just don't think uh, it's as 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 good as it is being touted as. Um, but good time. Good time. Good time. Uh, it beat watching the Super Bowl for me. Wow. Not for me. You missed a good game. Did I? You missed a good Lest I go under, lest I go on another tangent, um, to me, this is a worse whiplash. Okay. And maybe I'm a man and I'm just not seeing certain things. Uh, maybe. Maybe. But I've heard, I've heard that comparison. I've heard it comparison to whiplash. I so. love whiplash. Yeah. I don't think I've still seen whiplash. 
Whiplash is a tighter story. Okay. And more on the nose, to be fair. Uh, this is this is not this is not an on the nose film. It's not. All right. Um, well, uh, I don't know what the next movie thing. Uh, probably Quantum Mania because that comes out this uh, Friday. Yes. But you say you probably can't see it until. I am actually going to be able to try to see it on Friday afternoon. And I'll okay. explain. I'll explain once we're done recording. Okay. okay. All right, everybody. Uh, you can follow us on social medias at the Cine Scoots or on Facebook, and we are on Spotify, Spotify, uh, Google Podcast, and on Anchor. Yes. And until next time, here's Thano. He's Javier, and this has been the Cine Scoots podcast. Bye. Bye.